right, gentlemen. Episode two ah, ah, is in the books, in the and book. here's a fair warning. I'm switching over to Crown Apple for the after show because I have an amazing oh. question to, to get this real conversation started, gentlemen. Uh oh! I tell you what, let me uh, let me uh, let me just go ahead and pour me one right now because I know yeah, what this is going to I got a, I got a question to pose that's going to really isn't it like 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 the old folks say this one's a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to really tie into, you know, tonight's topic where we talked about emotional t- intelligence and um, the ability of people being able to tap into that to, you know, like we say, define phenomena and make it act in the desired manner. But, you know, we talked about emotional intelligence in this very, you know, diplomatic, um, organic sense that's very... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's right. It's good. For, for lack of a better word right now, it ain't coming to me. My mind is slipping away. Um, so I want to talk, I want to pose a question to you all about, you know, motivational speakers and how much of that is manipulation and how much of that is emotional intelligence and, you know, the tie-in of a manipulation and emotional intelligence. Because if, you, if you're high in emotional intelligence, let's be honest, you can be a master manipulator. Well, I'll start. I'll start. I'll start with that, gentlemen, because he actually speaks. So I let him close this thing out with that. Here's, I guess, here's the deal. Most people we're talking to are not stupid, and you're dealing with folks with high IQs already. And specifically, if you're dealing with someone who has had a background that is uh, in any way, shape, form, or fashion street legal, so to speak. You can't con a con man, and you can't BS a BSer. So those people read you immediately. Now, maybe you get past that initial wall or those people may laugh, joke, or whatever, and go, we can't believe these people are paying this person to be here to do this. There comes a point where you're being measured against change, your ability to enact change. What I've found is this. The gig is up at some point. And the the people with the greatest longevity, because we're not talking, and I want to be really careful, because when you say motivational speakers, some folks might include uh, some of our uh, clergy in that well, as yeah, well. So yeah, I'm yeah. strictly talking. Go there. Go there. Go there. No, go I, there. no I won't. I, I no, will well, not. No, no, no. So, not necessarily go there, but I'm saying, and, 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 and that was going to be the next set, but, I mean, we can tie it in now is, you know, we do have, you know, your professional, you know, Mm-hmm. Motivational speakers that you know. Hey, I mean, I'll call names. Tony Robbins. We're no, we're in no way in the de- right. endorsing or condemning these people. But Tony Robbins, Dave Ramsey, you know, people that get up on stage and their job is to motivate people to do better. They speak in a very eloquent manner. They 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 give out life skills and things of that nature. But you know, those people. And then you, like you said, you have your clergy who also get up there and they they're motivational speakers and and some and every in in, in the essence of of what they're doing. Um, but then we also know the manipulators, and we know the manipulators on both sides. You know, you've got your good and your bad with everything. So, you know, we can definitely, Correct. you know, go there and, and bring it in. We don't have to okay. condemn people personally, but go ahead. Okay. So so here here it is. You just said it. There, there are people good and bad on both sides. And I think the uh, your EQ from a business perspective tells you to have a, a sense of discernment from a business risk standpoint. So you kind of see those things, so you're on high alert. From a personal level, you know, when you talk about the spirit of discernment, or so to speak, 
you also have to think for yourself and exercise good decision-making for your household. See, that's when the balance between the IQ and the EQ becomes relatively important or, or it escalates tremendously because what you, what you have is a group of folks who are exercising a couple of things. From a corporate standpoint, behavioral finance or behavioral psychology in general is being applied to situations. Group thought or the reason why you get all these people together is because there is a sense of having to participate. Being participatory is one of the requisite things that corporations, you know, place upon you. If you go to a concert, for example, and this is just personal, someone says, yo, stand on your feet. You look around, the whole arena standing up. What do you typically do? Hell, let me get up. Or, you know, I, I watched in church this morning. I'm holding Dallas and, uh, like, the, the, the pastor or the guest speaker, to me, he's an MC too. Is everybody on your feet. Give me a round of applause. Like, I need to feel good about what I'm about to bring to you as well. Can I get a this? Can I get a that? Hey, it's only communication. And as more people participate, you see the engagement go up. That's just a cultural response or a social response, so to speak. So I don't know how much of it is true manipulation because some people's intentions are pure, but you have to discern that. And there are people who may be manipulative. They That information might actually help some folks because they otherwise wouldn't have accepted it in that form because that's just how they're wired and triggered. Getting it straightforward just doesn't work for them. They may need to hear the snowball effect in order to effectively cast and create a budget because me telling them that they need a budget is not going to work because it's coming from me. If they see someone on TV say the same thing that I've told them, wrap a bow on it, hey, that might work. And however you have to get your information, that's fine. But we all have to take responsibility and accountability for the information that we process and either the lack thereof of IQ or EQ because as you mentioned earlier, these are this is muscle memory. These are exercises that you can do to strengthen that. So I'll pause there, but it's it's absolutely a topic that's debatable, but you're still responsible. That goes back to if it's not your fault, it's still your problem. People are going to be manipulative in life and business in general. You have to discern who you want to align yourself with. Yeah. Whether you're my fault. Oh my bad, go ahead. No, I was gonna say whether you're a person that's looked at as transformatively positive on people's lives or a person that's looked at as a manipulative cult leader is in a lot of ways about the directionality of what you're doing with your emotional intelligence. Because emotional intelligence is a tool, right? It's something that you can use for good, but man, you can use it for evil too. Every, you know, that 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 man, uh, uh, Jim Jones, got all mm-hmm. those people to drink that poisonous Kool Aid. He was, by all accounts, a person with an infectious personality, an individual who had a high emotional IQ, emotional uh, um, intelligence. He he could pluck the emotion and make people feel a certain way. And what did he do with it? Complete Hitler. utter destruction, man. Yeah, man. You look at, you look at Hitler's speeches. 
I don't even speak German, but you're watching the way that he's talking and his body is jerking and everything, and he's, you know, looking up. Either you're thinking he's a madman, but what I'm thinking and when I'm watching him, he reminds me of a preacher. You know, mm-hmm. he's up there. He's up there showing you how emphatically he believes what it is mm-hmm. that he believes. And you know, the same way that a preacher gets you look at your neighbor and say this. This is reinforcing what it is that mm-hmm. he's bringing out. Touch your neighbor on the shoulder. Do this. And, and if you are, if you're in front of a good preacher, this actually means means positivity for you and the people around you and actually preaches the gospel of love and wants people to love one another and not discriminate against one another and actually treat people the way that Jesus would treat folks, man, look how powerful that tool can work. But you can also use that same tool to get a bunch of people to stand outside the funeral of a fallen soldier and tell him, his family, screaming his family that that person that died is going to hell because this country doesn't kill homosexuals. Mm. Let's talk. Let's talk about. Let's talk about. Let's let's dive you into see what that, I'm saying? that point of you know yeah. because while we're talking about emotional intelligence, I don't mean to cut you off, but while we're talking about emotional mm-hmm. intelligence, it's you know it's very easy to you know to focus on you know the 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 positive emotions and we got it and we kind of you know put the the negative emotions in the back seat but hate is very strong and especially oh. in the day and age that we're living in where it's, it's you know it's sensationalized and it's peddled you know almost for profit well you know hate is very strong especially you know in terms of motivating and you know we talked to you know you y'all both brought up hitler and things like you know and you know current current circumstances prevail where we you know <laughs> you can take hate and you can you you tap into hate and you can become an emotional intelligence leader based off of hate so you know I, you know, I just wanted to, you know, throw that, you know, throw that curveball, but also that reflective mirror into the conversation where you're like, damn, okay, well, you know what, because you can get that hate, because even in a workplace, if you don't like somebody else, you can always go hit that other coworker or somebody be like, hey, you know how they always be doing this and this and this. Don't you hate that shit? Yeah, man, you know, we ought to do something about that. And now you're, yeah. you're like, you know what? I heard such and such say the same damn thing. Hey, get them in here too. Now three or four of y'all are like, man, you can't stand that motherfucker too. All right, you know, and then and then it becomes a thing where you gang up. We just talking corporate here. We ain't even talking corporate. It can yep. happen at your yep. local, you know, nine to five doing anything and everything. It happens on the block. It happens anywhere. Relationships yep. and all. You know, if you if you yep. if you if you're in a relationship and your significant others. Others don't like you. They can all get together and be like, you know how you be talking to her like this, and then he be talking, she be talking to him like that, da, da, da. and then you get together and be like, you know what? I did notice that. And then they, you know, we call it haters, but you know, a lot of times it's the truth. But if you pedal to it long enough, you know, what I'm saying you can catch a ride. But yeah, I just want to throw that in there. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That is, let me tell you, man, the ability to reach out, recognize people's feelings, and and act in accordance. Man, look, it, this may surprise both of y'all, but I'm a nerd. I love Star Wars. Shocker. Anyway. I'm a tricky, so calm down. Talk, they talk about, hey, nothing wrong. I don't hate Star Trek. I love that, too. Because, I, I, you know, it's, it's the most diverse, um, the, the best um, uh, look at diversity in my mind in terms of sci-fi and maybe in television. Especially True. back in the 60s in terms of television history, but I don't want to True. get sidetracked. Anyway, 
when I when I uh, but I think about like when they in, in Star Wars they talk about the Force and you had the Jedi who believe in a relatively inclusive world where people can live freely, and then you have the dark side where you have the the Sith and they believe in power. They react to everything around them. They recognize that they have the power of the force, and they want to shape the universe for what they want to do and don't care about nobody else. Man, the most ingenious thing that George Lucas ever did in my mind was just thinking about that and just um, and, and, and generalizing and creating an entire universe based on that because at the end of the day, that's what folks are out here doing, you know? So when you talk about preachers, whether they're, you know, using the word to enrich themselves versus actually trying to be a positive um, a, a positive force out there in the world and actually help people, man, that's real. When you talk about people in the workforce, there are people who are incredibly great politically as haters in their companies, just hating on folks. Now, the funny thing is you think that they would use that emotional ability, that emotional intelligence at some point to advance themselves, but some people are, are born haters. They only good at tearing people down. Like, but could it, be, could it also be, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I want to pose this question to you. Do, could it be that they're so blinded by hate because they haven't yet tapped into their own emotional intelligence in, in terms of being able to progress themselves so that until they reach that point, they have to hold others back? Man, look, this whole family is a haters out there that's been raised to be haters. They look at if somebody gets a na- gets a new car in the neighborhood. They look at they looking up the price of the new car. Oh, that that car don't cost it. They hating on that dude. They somebody get a promotion. They hating on that individual. They hating on the other people in the family. They they don't. They love to see you suffer and hate to see you succeed. Right? There are people who are raised like that. They grow up in a culture where they look, you know, the first time they see somebody with an A on the report card, they're looking for a negative. They look for the B to see if something negative has happened, right? That is how they are. And I'm not saying they can't change. I'm saying that that's how they are. And in many cases, it's because that's how they were raised. They saw their parents backbiting. They saw them fighting one another. In some cases, it came out of poverty, right? They came from a place where there was lack and discomfort, and they took that in, and the family took that in. And so every little thing they get to fighting back and forth about, and it's like, oh, well, she got this and she got that, and they ain't got nothing. And then when somebody does succeed, then you're starting to find and trying to find the most negative thing that you can say about that. It can be exhausting, but for the people who who grew up like that, it's second nature to them. And so they have to break out of a cycle to say, okay, well, I'm going to break the cycle of being haters, and I want to actually achieve. And so that's their particular skill set for some folks. It's not about them moving ahead. It's about pulling other folks down. Shoot. Where did the dozens come from? Dozens came from (laughs) folks talking trash slaves talking trash the other slaves we all in a position where we all suffering it can bring some lightheartedness and some people brought it to that and made it funny too but some folks man that's how they live their life it's like 
putting down another person that's in an extraordinarily, extraordinarily bad situation, just like your black behind, and you're not pulling yourself out of it, you're not pulling them out of it, you're not trying to push forward ahead, you're just going to talk about him because even though he's big, strong, and got something going for him, his teeth look funny. That, that, that right there. I feel like I, I feel like I've moved further into this whole thing that I meant to, but I'm just saying, like, when you talk about people who seem like they can't quite get right, is there's a lot of negative reinforcement in terms of this whole um, this whole emotional intelligence thing or plucking on emotions. And, and it happens a lot in our community in a lot of different ways, not just in the church side, not just in the professional side, but also in the home side. And I think that home side in terms of what you tell a kid can be so much more powerful. I never tell my child anything except you can do it. You, you This next one's going to be even better. Let's focus. And let's get great. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about this encouragement. You can talk. You know what I'm saying? When I'm talking to my daughter, I don't like that negative stuff. I'm 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 Richard Williams with mine. I don't. That's that's Serena Williams' daddy. I don't like man. Don't talk to my daughter about what she can't do. I'm not easily provoked to punch nobody in the face, but don't tell her now. I love her. She can't do something. That's right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't. But, I, hey. Dude, you you bring up you bring up you you bring up something that. Right there. you know what let's let let's steer this here let's steer it in this direction because you know like you said you got a seven year old daughter uh, DJ has a beautiful baby boy you know one you know what I'm saying my little partner you know what I'm saying that's my business partner he don't even know it yet because you know so we ain't find <laughs> the papers because he ain't legally yeah. able in the state that he live in you know what I'm saying but uh, <laughs> my little partner uh, DJ Young Dallas and I got a little girl on the way. And just, you know, that emotional intelligence on the on the parenting side of instilling emotional intelligence in your children, you know, in fact, of understanding, you know, like you said, like telling your child, not, not ever telling your child that she can't do something. And I've been around DJ and, and, and his wife, my, my sister E with, with, with Dallas. And, you know, he, of course, he's at a very, very young age. Dallas is, a, you know, Dallas Dallas is very young. 11, uh, 11 months. Right. He's not even wow. one, one years old yet. So, but even at that young age, you know, if he's doing certain things and just, you know, progressing as a child, they don't tell him no. You know, if he's pulling himself up on a couch or something, they don't tell him no. You know, in, in terms of safety, of course, you do. But just that kind of encouragement, because you can see the, the flip side of it. Even with kids, with, ba- with people with babies and stuff, you know, they tell them no, 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 no all the time, you know, until something tragic happens. Like me, I, st- I touched the stove when I was young, and my, and my people looked at me and said, I bet you won't do it again. And guarantee, guess what I didn't do? <laughs> Didn't do it again. I had the emotional <laughs> intelligence to know <laughs> that damn soul is hot. Don't touch it. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like that, that old saying, you live and you learn. But, it, you know, I, I, I just wanted to phrase it in terms of, you know, parenting and just, you know, in life in general of, you know, how much we tell people no and in the fact of how important it is doing it in your own home because society and the world will tell us and everybody around us know way more. So just how important is it for your support system, your power circle, to tell you yes and encourage you because how the outside world will tell you no more times than none? 
it's a it's a big yin and yang, man, because everything that you're saying requires a a, a, a tilt or a lens of balance. And uh, you know, there is a there is some philosophies that I subscribe to, you know, outside of, you know, traditional context, but one of them says that wisdom dwells in contemplation and is it it is in contemplation that you must seek wisdom. And so for me, Hold on, hold on, hold on, don't just skip over there. Don't be pulling out these scriptures and verses and stuff <laughs> from all of you. That's you not know. a scripture. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just saying, don't don't pull out all of this fine educational material out of the wind and don't repeat it for people, you know, like me that I can write it down and apply it, you know? Come on, run that back. Yeah, not a problem. So wisdom dwells in contemplation, and it is in contemplation that you must seek wisdom. So when when we started talking about having a child, we had to consider all the things that you're talking about right now. You look at the world around you, it's a consideration whether you really want to do that or not. You know, you talk about, you know, the the lack of empathy, the hate, the this, the that, and, you know, just to keep it all the way above, to really be honest, man, one of the biggest fears I had was having a black boy, you know, because, the world is the, the world the world is a lot different to a young African American man and I mean that respectfully to, to, to any of our listeners who hasn't had this experience, but I'm also happy that you haven't. I grew up in Selma, Alabama. Mm. You know, and uh I I understood what the H and M commercial was about because my neighbor referred to me as such. Now my parents worked hard and was able to move into his block, and he didn't appreciate it. So I would go outside and play basketball, and he would come outside and make sure he let me know how he felt about it because he was retired and I was interrupting him during his day. So I know what hate looks like. You know, my grandmother marched across the Edmund Pettus Bridge, and she was there during that time. My mother still lives five minutes from the Edmund Pettus Bridge, and I have several family members who are involved in that movement. It's we're not that far removed from a very troubling time, and I think we sometimes forget that because a lot of us have had some advancement. But given my humble beginnings and my background and where my family, you know, uh, chooses to continue to reside today in my hometown, that's not easily lost on me. So those are things that I had to consider and think about along with my wife when we were deciding you know, if we wanted to conceive or not. And I expressed these concerns to her. I said, look, you know, I need you to be on board with me on how we parent a young black man relative to a young black woman because why I think both are incredible tasks and a privilege, I think they're vastly different. And we talked at length about that. We, we, we waited a while because we had to get on the same page. The reason being is similar to what Dr. Loving said, I think that telling these boys no so much or these kids no so much early prevents their exploration. So when I watch my son at 11 months, he's intelligent. He's a manipulator, and I'll tell you that right now. He manipulates his mother all the time. He can <laughs> feed himself. He um, he proved today that he could stand and take steps, and she didn't know he could do it. And I, I've been telling her, if you let him, he will. So for me, it's about empowerment. I want to empower our child 
to go as far and do as much as he possibly can. Oftentimes, as parents, we become a hindrance in the beginning stages because as opposed to watching them explore and seeing how they respond, we just try to prevent in the same way that we were prevented. No, stop. Don't do that. I'm more interested to see if he can navigate the situation. Hey, he's crawling on the stairs. We should go get him. No, let's see if he rationalizes how to get back down. Because you could you could be taking on a task that you don't need to take on. And I can wholeheartedly tell you, Dallas can get up the first three stairs now at 11 months. But he, can, he also smartly and wisely comes down by pushing down on his stomach and using his feet. He doesn't fall. And if he's going to fall, he puts his hands out and he braces himself. That's learned behavior because I specifically allowed him to do that under my supervision. I never said a word. I just watched. You'd be amazed at what children are capable of doing if you allow them. Now, Dallas won't be taking over my house anytime soon, but I want him. Hey, the hell hell he will. (laughs) Listen, but I want to start early engaging him in the decision-making process about things when, you know, we've been, I've been talking to Dallas since before he was born. When he was born, the doctor is, you know, presenting him to me. He's crying. I asked him if he knew who I was. Do you understand? Do you hear my, do you know my voice? You've seen these videos, AJ. Mm -hmm. He smiled and stopped crying. You know, communication is important. How we, what we put into our kids early really affects what we get out. So I completely agree with Dr. Loving as it relates to the, what you're not going to do is put Dallas J. Wells in a box and say that he can only be this or do that. I'm going to tell him that he can do anything that he's willing to work for. That's the part that we, that we always leave out, you know, because it's not enough to tell a child you can, you can be anything. You have to tie it back to the the action. You can be anything that you're willing to work for. Well, Dad, I want to be a doctor. Well, if you wanted to go to school for eight to ten years and you want $350,000 in student loan debt, then that's fine because Dad's getting you through college. And then I had to re I had to reevaluate that thinking because you know what? Sometimes we place limits on our kids early with that thinking. This is me and my wife talking about what if Dallas wants to do this? Are you going to pay for it? Are you going to finance it? I had to reevaluate that because what if he was the next great surgeon that didn't make it because dad wouldn't step up? Or what if, and you know, we have terms, I mean, go ahead. But what if just in terms of, you know, you know, because he's at a young age and, you know, let's say he, you know, right now in thinking, we're like, what if he wants to be a doctor? And already we're thinking like, okay, well, I ain't paying for that because that's, that's too much. We'll pay for, you know, undergrad. But then, yeah, you know, based on that thinking, unconsciously and subconsciously, we begin to hinder in certain other ways to where it's now absolutely because he doesn't grow emotionally and intelligently yes. enough to even go yes. in that direction. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I feel that's it. the point that you were getting at. So go ahead, pick back up. Yes. You start, you start dictating terms to your kids based on what you want their life to be like. To me, and again, I'm a, I'm a young parent. I'm, I'm new to this. All right. So 
I welcome all criticism, backlash, whatever, because I don't care. There's a culture that I've established in our household, and, and I'm responsible for establishing culture. Now, if my wife don't like it, she'll cancel Christmas on it, okay? So I'm not even going to talk tough about that. But Christmas I, cancel. I, Y'all ain't hear that look. If you ain't married, you don't even understand what that means. She cancel, she cancel <laughs> Christmas. Don't even know what though. that means. It means yeah, the shit yeah. ain't happening. The shit ain't happening. All right. All, all of what we talking about. Let's be honest now. Is emotional there's, intelligence. No, I'm saying there's a woman that our wives that will come in and say, uh, uh-uh, uh, if it ain't if it ain't right. That's why I don't right. advance something until I know I got high in. Cause I that know was that, sister was. <laughs> that was that balance you talked about. That was that balance you That's talked right. about. That's just right. Into, tapping into the emotions of, of 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 your woman or and women in general is just you know because. <laughs> They're better with it, you know, in most cases, look, not in all cases, look, like you said, but in most cases, they're better in But go ahead. I, I'm saying I'm not, I'm, I'm, that's the third rail right there now. If Melissa's <laughs> upset, <laughs> we got to trigger some things out because my life ain't going to yep. be right until she fix her face. I don't know what right. it is about us as husbands, but man, when our, when our wife's face ain't fixed right, you can have all of the money in the bank account. All of the different right. accounts and everything going right, but you ain't gonna have no peace in your heart. Listen, listen, you just, listen man. There's no peace in the valley. The phrase happy wife, happy life is the phrase happy wife, happy life is honestly the real golden rule in terms of once you bro. get married, that really becomes the golden rule because right. it, I don't know, as 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 hard as you wanna be in, in terms of emotion, as hard as you wanna be, a right. woman will make you soft in ways that you never thought. And 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 I dare you to have a daughter. Because Doctor Levin, yeah, you can yeah. definitely talk to. Me. I don't have mine yet, but you got a seven-year-old. Bruh. It'll turn you. It'll turn you into a different person. Let me tell you this, man. A child I'm in general, a even DJ. You know what I'm saying? Just a children. A you ch- got to talk about me, a child, man. A child and a wife. You got to talk about me, man. I'm stuck. You got to talk about let me, me. Let me. Let me tell you what happened the other day. I need to get this off my chest. Get it. Get it off. Right. This is what this is for. <laughs> get this off my chest. We. We go and pick a night up from the from the bus stop, and, and Melissa said, "Hey, let's go for ice cream afterwards." Now I don't know if you know this or not, but prior to my new car, I had a 2013 uh, Nissan <laughs> yeah, Sentra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. C L O F F. Now. <laughs> I done bought me a 2018. Wait, wait, let me Cadillac. announce it. Let me, let me, I want to announce it so bad. Hey, listen, man, he went to the dealership with a straw hat on, man. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for shits and giggles, he went down there. Hey, he pulled, he he pulled, that, he pulled that, that Heathcliff Huxtable with him in the field. With right, the right, like right. Hey, man, when he sent me, he sent me the picture of this car because, I've been out in Dallas several times, and he's come out to meet me and, uh, you know, hey, let's catch up for dinner before our event tomorrow or what have you. And I'll meet him outside for valet. And, you know, not to be presumptuous or anything, but I I know he's doing all right. So in typical form, I'm like, are you going to valet or did you Uber? He's like, oh, no, I'm right there. And, (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, right where? He was like, oh, man, get out of here, man. He was like, I got that Nissan Sentra 
over there. And I was like, you know what? That's pragmatic. That's smart. What have you. He told me, he said, um, man, I really don't believe in messing my money up in things that don't matter. And mm. this is like in the beginning of us developing a, a professional relationship. So as the as we as we got closer and we spent, you know, more time traveling or whatever and I'm talking to him, he started dripping these ideas out there that he might be thinking about getting another car. But again, you talk about buy-in. Somebody else got to prove this shit at home. So it's like, yeah, man, I'm thinking I might get me another car. So I'm not saying much. I'm like, well, what you what you thinking? He was like, well, you know, man, you know, just something old school. So I already knew that at some <laughs> point I was going to get a phone call from him. And I was thinking like Broham Fleetwood 89 Cadillac with white walls on it. But uh, yeah, he is in Texas. He gonna get he gonna get that low ride right. with the swing of the thing. Right, 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 right. I'm like, man, he about to he about to beat the block down. But man, he sends me this black on black, and I'm talking about he parked it on his lawn. So the story he told about the neighbors <laughs> being like, look, they were like, this man has parked his damn car on the lawn, and he's bringing down the property values with this Cadillac. Uh, and and so I can only imagine, I can only imagine, well, it says I can only approximate how you felt when your wife suggested that your seven-year-old daughter get uh, some Rocky Road on not, in 90 degrees in your brand new, <laughs> your brand new but Cadillac. You know I, I love, I, 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 my, my entire goal. All this work I do, man, I want to, hey, I'm going to be happy too, but I want them ladies to be happy. So we go to get mm-hmm. the ice cream, bro, in the in the XTS, right? We go down there <laughs> Sonic, and we get, you know, she got the little kids meal with the cheeseburger and fries and stuff, and I'm, you know, hoping that she won't wipe them all on the interior, but whatever, you know. And she got a Sprite, too, and they both got ice cream. And I'm thinking, man, when is something going to spill? She pushes the straw into the small drink, and I, she pushed it hard enough where the straw went through the bottom. Oh. Uh, no. Oh. Oh, oh. So it's Sprite now. Gee, it's, it, it's Sprite okay. On, uh, okay. on, the, on, on the level seats in the XTS, my brother. And, yeah, you know. Good. At least it's clear. Yeah. Small victories. Yeah. So so let me so let me tell you, you know, this is this is my sweet little baby girl and you know, she hung the moon, man. My baby she look. I and I've noticed before when um and this is a part of emotional intelligence. I've noticed before mm-hmm. if I freak out, she freaks out. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, being real, this is just, you know, it's it's a sugary liquid that has spilled on the car seat. So she's like, oh, oh, no. And then I was, because, you know, I, I'm like, all right. And here's the deal. <laughs> and, and my wife my wife commended me on it. She was like, I know you were mad. I was like, oh, it's okay. And Melissa handed me all, all. <laughs> when I say all, I mean all. All the napkins. All of them was in the whole glove box. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, pause, 
pause for the cause. Pause for the cause because I wanna I wanna just recognize this cultural difference that I think may exist. <laughs> because you know mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who may not know, black people keep all of the fast food napkins in their glove compartment. For moments, all black people listen. You open my glove compartment box is Popeyes napkins in there, Kim, any McDonald's, Burger King. It's napkins from all restaurants because we are not going to go buy baby wipes. And Kleenex specifically for the car. No, 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 no. Black people recycle, and you know that that falls in line with the with the with the shopping bags and the trash cans around the house. <laughs> you know, I, just, right. I, I just wanted to go ahead and recognize that great moment that you tried to slide Absolutely. on right there. Absolutely. Well, I have to. I have to ask. I, I, I have to ask both of y'all. I have to ask both of y'all seriously. Y'all got a junk drawer, man. Like, Everybody does. Board. What you mean? <laughs> That's how it's laid out on the blueprint. I, it's like you like got that cards, food. you got yeah, cards in got there, it. dominoes. I don't know. Ma- you it. might have some Uno in there listen, too, man. Listen, listen, I, listen. I, I, listen. I, I, when I you go to yellow, when you go I to the furniture store, when you go to the when you go to the furniture store home, when you go to Home Depot and stuff, and you look at like it's specifically the kitchen drawer. When you look mm-hmm. at the, when you look at the layout for it, it says the one that goes next to the stove is for random. Mm. It says miscellaneous. It right. says it on there. If y'all Man, don't believe me, what, if you don't believe me, don't go Google it. Where? What you, where you <laughs> put your scotch tape and batteries? What you, listen, Man, I, listen, tell them. Warranties. Tell them. I mean? anyway, yeah, man, all the warranties. Every appliance oh, yeah, so, is in that drawer. So, so let me finish. In terms, of, in, in terms of what I was trying to say is, like, I make an effort now to even when something is emotionally grating to me, to not make a big deal out of it unless it's a big deal with my daughter, right? Because right. she, you know, was all upset about doing it. And I could have added to it, and I said, I was like, oh, uh, all right, so I just cleaned it up, and, you know, and I was like, it's okay, it's just a small deal. And Melissa, <laughs> later she said, you, I know you were mad. Uh, yeah. And then let me tell you what she did, because that's my wife and I love her. She went out and cleaned up the strawberry from the Sunday uh, that Anaya got that I didn't see that she had dropped on the seat, because that's how my woman cut for me. You know what I mean? See, that's the that's the deal. Is like I didn't see what certain other stuff that had dropped. She went out hey. there and cleaned that up because that's listen. how my you know what I mean. So it, it, for the ladies that's out there, one and, and you know how you how you will be with an individual and y'all can work for one another. Man, she she knows me and she she does things that sometimes they'd be like, you don't even know when the Lord working for you. I don't even know when she doing what she doing. Sometimes. I got a whole personal interior detail. Didn't even know it. Exactly, brother. Exactly, and so that makes me what that makes me want to be better, though. Honestly, it makes me like okay. See, when I do something good, she rewards me. She let me know later that she did it. Hey, 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 Women smart. Don't, 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 don't go too far with the rewards, man. Don't go too far. With the war, I saw I saw your most recent post around the holiday, man. Don't. Yeah. Go too far with the uh, Look, 
I, 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 I am from the south side of Chicago, and I'm going to tell you this, man. Like, um, you can't sneak peeping, pimping by me. But I'm going to, you know, <laughs> like, I'm going to be real. I get, I get dressed up nice and deliver speeches here in Dallas and all over the country and spend all, you know, my time getting better at what I do, and I bring all the money back home. And honestly, the most influential person on how I get spent is her. Now, I'm yeah. not calling her a pimp because she ain't abusive. <laughs> but the fact, is, the fact is, is, she good at what she do because I'm happy about it. I'm like, oh, well, you know, this I'm like, we were talking about motivational speakers and how they manipulate. Sure. The, ma- the true master manipulators when it comes to emotional intelligence. Oh, you might have to cut all this out. Be. You might have to cut all this out. No, listen, listen. This is what the after show is for. By this time, we've had several several sips. I know. That's we, 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 look, we get more into this truth, and we can we dive into it. The true master manipulators are women. And the beauty of the, yeah. the beauty of recognizing that is respecting it because you know what I'm saying like you said like once you can you know once you can get on there you can understand like hey I know what you're doing and there's nothing I can do about it so let's man work she done manipulated mm-hmm. me into a five bedroom house <laughs> with that is pristinely clean with with beautiful clothing and and, and placemats and hey. I can't. I, how how can I again, as I said before, about the directionality and and what people are doing? Are they manipulating you and and hurting you, and you ended up in a position where the preacher got everything and you sitting up here starving, or <laughs> you in a position? I can't. Well, what am I supposed to say about the manipulation that leads to where I am right now with a happy wife, <laughs> family, beautiful home? I need to just be happy. Is what nothing I but feel violated, get, ma- get manipulated <laughs> more. Fellas, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, again, it's balance. Talking about mm-hmm. you were talking about she is capable of leading in an area of your relationship that quite frankly, whether you can do it or not, she's the best at it. Yep. And part of emotional intelligence is understanding, hey, if there's a person that's better at doing this than me, mm-hmm. I need to empower them to do that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what you, what, you, what you have is actually rare because the way of the world as, as things have evolved and changed, I can wholeheartedly tell you, my mother and father or my stepfather were together until he passed away. He never picked his check up a day in his life after he met my mother. And I asked him if he was crazy. I was 13 years old, and I I remember I said, man, we, we were riding together, and it was a Thursday, and he got paid on Thursdays. He and I were together, and I said, hey, are we going to go pick your check up? He looked at me like I cussed. He said, I don't touch that check. I said, it's your check. He said, your mom's going to pick it up. She deposited it. She gives me what I need, and she's going to make the best decision for us possible. I kind of kind of laughed internally, and I was like, wow, this is a pretty good deal that mom struck here. But <laughs> I, no, being honest, I struggled, I struggled for years, man, 
with the thought of going to work, once I graduated from Tuskegee, I had conversations with people um, that I may have had an interest in or whatever, and it was, hey, what are you doing after graduation? And the, the constant line was, whatever's best for me. I didn't I, I didn't tell a lot of lies. I didn't do a lot of that type of stuff because I, I think that people deserve the ability to choose. But I was concretely focused on doing what was best for me. It wasn't until I got beyond doing what was best for me that my life really changed for the better. And yeah. also, I was at a point where I could make more well-informed, emotionally intelligent decisions because if you have a woman in your life that you can turn over your resources to and she multiplies them and she encourages you to do better things, you got a partner. And a, a lot of people will, a lot of people fail to accurately uh, account for what it is to be at home, raise a child and do things like that. But trust me, I read studies. I read studies when we got pregnant. Apparently, you have a personal chef. Apparently, you have uh, a housekeeper. Apparently, you have, you know, uh, a, a laundry teacher. service, uh, a daycare, et cetera. And on average, in most major U.S. cities, you add those roles up, mm -hmm. it's almost, it's, well, it's between seventy-five dollars and $90,000 a year that you would have to pay. Yeah, for those collective services, not to mention the continuity that you're getting by having the child's mother be the primary caregiver. So, you know, to, yeah, to, to the, and, and even if it's the man staying at home, I don't want to, I don't want to overlook that, but yeah, absolutely. I think, I think we, I think we do, we do a great disservice at disqualifying folks as being valuable because they're not going to corporate. There's great value at there's great value if you're emotionally intelligent enough to understand that sometimes it's not about what you spend or what you make it's really about what you keep and in our community all too often we worry about the uh the accumulation phase of saying my w two said this well, Her hours, what did you family. keep what what did you yeah. keep though? Not to mention, have you diversified yourself to have more than one stream of income so that if this one stops tomorrow, you can continue on? And see, those were the types of business building activities that my mother was investing into her husband when they got together. Like, hey, so you have this skill set. I think you're really great at this and you haven't tapped into it. I'll set it up where we save enough money to start doing this as well. I'll just manage that. But she was going right. to work as well. It got to a point where he told her, hey, can you do me a favor? You're working too hard. Can can you just focus on this? And she and did. I think, because he, I think, go ahead. I was going to say, I think that, it, you know, because people get very focused on the roles. Oh, the, the woman is supposed to clean and cook and blah, blah, blah. And the man is supposed to bring home the money. Look, man, different people are, are different, at, are good at different things. You got, mm -hmm. in this day and age, who knows what the genders and gender identifications of the individuals who are going to be coupled together will be. 
But I think if you can get to a place where all of the stuff that needs to get done between the two of y'all can get done and the best person is working at it and y'all are vibing off of one another and you all have a common a common goal and a common vision and y'all are both working in the best way together for it, man, you can do some special things that might be difficult to do on your own. I see a lot of people poo-pooing marriage and a lot of people in some ways poo-pooing partnerships in, um, in, the, uh, in the efforts to say, you know, um, that, that women can't do it all. And they can, right? But we as men got to recognize that we can be good partners. And a lot of this is incumbent upon us, you know, as, as men, because we have been crappy partners in the past. Let's just be real about how it's, how it's men, you know, we've been getting a lot more than we've been given, okay? And so right. to the extent that we can be, that recognize that brightness and that that, that, that productivity that's available in in our, uh, you know, if we're in, uh, a man dealing with a woman or whoever we're dealing with, man, be, think outside of yourself, right? And then think about how, the two of you, based on what you guys or, or, or gals or, or, or whatever bring to the table, like how much y'all can do together, right, mm-hmm. without one fo- one person stepping all over the other one and trying to, you know, I want to run everything and I want to control you and tell you what to do and you're going you gonna to fall in line and all the rest of this right. foolishness that a lot of brothers, and, you know, a lot of pimpish Negroes been talking about for a long time. Just being, <laughs> you know. Well, that's just the, that's know. just the that's that's really just a hard influence of like gender roles where it's like sure. most men go in thinking like, oh, this is what they're supposed to do. But it's like like me personally, I love cooking. And I know my brother DJ like DJ I get on the grill every day Man. if he got the time. I know he cook. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like like that's honestly and that and that came from that came from my upbringing where I saw my father do just as much cooking right. as I saw my mother do, just because my father loved cooking. I'm like, if my daddy wasn't cooking, he was sitting watching Emerald Lagasse because he liked it. Like, we watch Food Network as much as we watch a travel channel. So, you know, it's, it's just really, you know, and I, and, I, and I thank my upbringing of seeing that kind of thing because everybody doesn't see the way. It's like because everybody's so influenced on the gender roles, the, the, the quote-unquote societal norm where it's like, oh, the woman just got to cook. And it's like, no, I, I cook. I, and, and Shannon, my wife will tell you, I do most of the cooking because I love doing it. Plus, I get off a little bit right. earlier, so I have the time to do it. So it's you know, and and that gets into that that emotional intelligence and, and just the leadership qualities that entails. If both people are intelligent emotionally enough to understand, like, hey, you're good at this. I recognize and respect that you're good at this. So we can both agree that you should be the one doing this. And so right. if you got Absolutely. you know, and that that works in relationships where it's like, hey. We both recognize that you better with money than I am, so we both recognize and respect the fact that you ought to be the one handling the money. You ought to be the one that's cooking. You ought to be the one that's doing this, 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 and this because we both are emotionally intelligent enough to understand this is what we are good at individually. So as a unit, you should be the one that leads the charge on this particular forefront because it's going to make us as a unit better. And that's one of the struggles that a lot of people have in marriage is not being able to yield to, you know, each other's strong points just for the simple fact of wanting to control. 
Hey man, pride, pride over progress, like we said Ooh. last time. Because people overthink. I can hold over progress before hey, you talk about so, tap like, All that, all the above, because I can wholeheartedly tell you, I am a highly self-sufficient person. I have been for a very long time, based on the way I was raised. But I had to learn just because I'm self-sufficient doesn't mean that I don't need help. Just because I can do it doesn't mean that I should do it either. You know, and what you just said is important because people also need to feel valued. And sometimes you can devalue people by trying to, I wouldn't say uh, do it all, Boxing. but you have to leave, Boxing. you have to leave, you have to leave room. So for, for, for me, I am a, uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm an extremely structured person once I get home, but I definitely have a routine. I, before I even lay in my bed or lay across my bed, I, I got to get out of these clothes. I got to take a shower. I, if you come to my house and you sit on my bed with your all-day clothes on, I'm going to lose my mind. And I, that might yeah. that might just be – black that just right might there. be a Southern thing. That's a, <laughs> no, I was going to no, say, that's no, a Southern. No, no once again, no, we're going to we recognize the cultural, the cultural <laughs> routines. When you get your ass That's from outside thing. all day, don't you sit on the bed and damn sure don't look. If you gonna sit on the bed, sit on the edge. Don't you sit right. on the don't don't you dare sleep where I put my head with your all day clothes oh, on. Man. Get them clothes on back my bed. That's a cultural thing. Put your backside on my pillow. Listen, listen. Oh, come on, man. Oh. Listen, but well, but here's look, 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 look. you can keep the shirt. You can keep your shirt on. But you gonna take the you not gonna put the the ass in your pants man. on this shirt. <laughs> Listen, man, that's, my how, wife, that's how you can walk in the house and see a dead uh, ass sleep with a work shirt on. <laughs> no pants, no pants, just a work shirt on. <laughs> Listen, man, my 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 wife is from California, so a lot of things that I'm accustomed to when we moved in together, it was different. You know, I don't. You know, I, I can't I, I can't say too much because I'm using emotional intelligence. But I'll, I'll say the things that she took issue with me instead of vice versa. I didn't know that my wife required the tissue to face a certain direction in terms of her being comfortable rolling it in the in the restroom. It's like what well, the tissue supposed to face. Real quick, is it is it to the front? It's to the front. It has to roll forward. Right, like, right. I'm like, listen, I really listen, don't. Listen, I really listen. don't care either way. What's crazy is, I had the same problem because I didn't give a fuck. But the thing that I had to understand <laughs> was that I it thought actually, I had to put it back on. Right, but it was actually that's actually a thing, bro. Like honestly, bro, I'm coming to you and I'm telling you that's a real thing. That that's one of those like debates because and most of the time you'll find that. Niggas don't give a like men, we don't give a fuck like shit. That bitch gonna come on the road, goddamn hell. I ain't even got to put that bitch on the road. I take that bitch put it around my finger and goddamn, you know. Oh my god. But listen, oh but, my god. you know, women women you know, they have that structure where it's like, no, I need that roll on forward facing. Hey, listen, listen. And listen, it, 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 listen, look, it's got to the point where they have pulled out the patent paperwork where it shows that you're supposed to put it on that particular way. I, I, I didn't even go that, back and I ran into that same. I didn't even go back and forth. I didn't go back and forth with her, but the way she told me was very telling. And I I asked why she did it that way, and she told me that 
you are very specific about certain things, and I need to let you know that I am very specific about certain things too. And so I'm like, well, I, I, I'm like, I be chilling. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. She said, well, you don't, you don't say anything about me leaving that cabinet open. Man, it was the vein of my existence. I would come home and it'd be like three cabinets open. And I'm like, why are the cabinets open? I'm thinking somebody been in here. Like, what's going on? I don't leave cabinets open. And she told me, and I didn't know I was doing it. She said, you make it a priority to tell me to close those. Because I wouldn't close them. Because, see, that's, that's me. I'm from the South. My mom would wake me up at 2 a.m. You forgot to wash the dishes. You could have told me that at 930. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you at 230. And you're going to get up and wash them because now you'll remember it. I'm waiting till you good I sleep. Cl- I'm waiting till you yeah, right. good sleep. I like they call it their good sleep. But, but see, here's, here, here is the opportunity to learn. That was my mama. This is going to be my wife. So what my mother was doing to her child, I couldn't exercise with my wife-to-be. We had to learn how to communicate differently because it was not going to be well-received on either side to be addressed in that manner. It wasn't even derogatory. It was just contentious for no reason because that's what you have been accustomed to. And a child relationship is authoritative because you know it like, oh, that's right. the mother, that's the father. I have to. And I, I have to do it your way. Exactly. This was what you and all these things. This is a this is an right. equal partnership, a strategic partnership, a power circle, if you will. Listen, it's all of that. And if you don't believe that, <laughs> you better you better reevaluate it. Ooh, listen, happier. listen, listen. Before we get too right. deep off into this, and all of us, you know, end up being in trouble with yeah. us. <laughs> Because, listen, I know all of us are right now no, not not too far away from them because these walls are thin where I am and where you all are, too. Dr. John, I don't know about you because you got that big-ass mansion. Listen, 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 it's all fun. But, yeah, I, you know, he's I, in the, I don't He's wanna, in the theater room. Yeah, probably. He's yeah, in the know, theater room. Yeah, he's probably in the research lab or something. You know, I don't know. Where he's <laughs> all over the place. He might be, he might be sitting in the backseat of his... Freshly detailed Cadillac, you know. In the I'm in the office. Oh no, you know. I'm just look. I'm just in my in office. In you know what I'm saying? I'm just look. in my office. Yeah, look. <laughs> ain't, ain't no door where I'm at. I'm in. I ain't even got a cubicle wall. So listen, I got I got places to be and places to aspire to be. But listen, man, I, yeah, I appreciate man. I appreciate all y'all as always. It's always a blast, man. But yeah, I, I just had to, you know, had go and put the reins on it because you know we'll we'll run this. Yeah, we'll run this because we got it. We got into that realm where you know all of yeah. us are experienced and what mm-hmm. we like. You know, me and DJ, we always call it and Dr. Jamu is crazy because me and DJ always refer to it as judo, and you know we'll explain further in the group chat later. <laughs> right. Which, you know, he might already hit right. you to the game. But I know you know right. you you went you into martial arts. What 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 degree are you? I am a a, a fourth degree brown belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu under Carlos Machado. So you kick one your ass is basically what he belt. just said in real stick <laughs> I got an office and I'll kick your ass and emotionally intelligent. <laughs> but, but, but you know, listen, listen, listen we yeah, listen, us yeah. three together are probably listen, us three together are, are dominating force, man, y'all. Listen, we we appreciate everybody for being along for this journey. Listen, Doctor Jamu will send his his office and kick your ass. Is basically what he just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I practice nonviolence. 
my whole goal is to make sure that we de-escalate everything and right. and, and because steer every interaction in a positive direction. So you don't yeah, have so many Because you could actually go to jail. Right. Because your have hands so have to be registered. <laughs> right. I don't know about I don't know about all that, but I'm gonna tell you, we don't have so once many he, opportunities to lead things in a positive direction before they go negative. That mm-hmm. you know, if, if somehow, if somehow I end up having <laughs> to choke you, it's because you really were determined to get your ass whooped that day. Listen, that's, that's it. Listen, we're not going to blaze over the fact that you just dropped that other subliminal cultural message where it was like, when they asked you what happened, that's when somebody responds, he was asking for it. <laughs> I, I'm just saying I'm going to keep on keeping on in my, in my absolute, I'm going to give you all of the gains that I can give you. I'm going to I'm going to work as hard as I can to push this. I'm going Barack Obama. Wait a minute. I'm going to the voice. I'm going to be like, all right. Wait. Let's let's try to move in a positive direction. Wait. I'm going to give you all wait. the Obama I can give you wait. before I got to no. give you the baby. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Before we get off this phone, he said, I'm going to give you all the gin. All the gin. One more gin. I'm done, man. See, look, look. I'm done. Thank you, DJ, for pointing out that that yet another cultural reference from Dr. Love. I'm going to give you all the gins. One more gin. One more gin. Oh, man. I'm going to give you. He got got what? One more game. Oh my god! And I'm on. I'm gonna send him. I'm gonna send him the YouTube clip of our friend from uh, France being accosted. Oh yes, yes. Hey, hey. No. Oh fact, yes. Hey, send that to the group, man. I mean, send that to the group chat, man. But listen, listen. I'll, as always, I appreciate y'all, man. It's it's been a blast in the after show for you know the Bridger podcast, and we you know we always appreciate you all's feedback. Um, and I just want to go ahead and address. There may be some technical audio issues with this episode because I did hear. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, no. I I heard the uh, I heard the, the the equipment cut out a couple of times on my end, so I'm not sure. So there may be a couple of breaks, but you know we're working on it. We're doing better. This is only episode two, so y'all stay tuned, and we appreciate y'all. Follow us at Brethren Pod on Instagram. B R E A D R E N P O D at Brethren Pod on Instagram. And follow all of us on all our social media, DestrianWellsConsultant.com, AjamuLoving.com, MMBBGW.com. It's me, AJ Woodson, Destrian Wells, and Dr. Ajamu Loving, Ph.D. And we love y'all and we out.